welcome to another episode of The Playthrough. I'm Dr. J, and today we're going to be talking about Reef, a game from Plan B and Next Move Games. Um, just as a reminder, for those of you who are listening on audio only, head on over to theplaythrough.net to find the videos that go along with this. And if you've already played Reef before and you know how to play it and you just want to hear our thoughts on it, head on over to theplaythrough.net to check out our discussion portion of the video. And you can click the link above to get there. All right, so let's dive in and learn how to play Reef. So Reef is a very short and simple game. It can be short, there's a lot of strategy involved. So if you have people who like strategy, it will probably take a little bit longer, but it's a very easy game to learn. So let's just go over the setup really quick. I've got it set up here for four players. So the first thing you do when you set up a game is you take a player board and then you take one of each of the four coral colors and you put them anywhere on your board. Uh, there is a variant in the rule book that you can play later on once you're more experienced where you can't put them in the middle, but I set it up the way you would in a normal game. So you just set the coral pieces up however you want, and then you get two cards from the deck, and then you decide who goes first and you take your turns, and I'll go over how a turn works right now. So on your turn you can take one of two actions. The first action you can take is to take a card and put it into your hand. There's a four card hand limit. So if you already have four cards, you obviously can't take that action. When you take a card, you have the choice of taking any of these three cards up here or the card off the top of the deck. The, the only caveat is, is that if you take the card off the top of the deck, you have to take one of your points here and you have to put it on the card with the lowest point value out of the row. So here we've got a five, a one, and a four. You'd have to put it on the one that has the one on it and then you would take that card and put it into your hand, and then you could flip this top card over. So that's the first action you can take. If you take that action, then your turn's done and you can't do anything else. If you choose to take the second action, playing a card, then this is how you would do that. So first, you pick one of the cards from your hand and you put it down. Each card has two parts to it. It's got this top part with the white background and this bottom part with the blue background. This card that I've played says I need to take two purple coral pieces. So I would take these two purple coral pieces and I have to immediately put them somewhere on my board. So I'd look at my cards and see if there's anything that scores purple. And I do have something that scores purple, so I could put them here, for instance, or I could put them in an empty space. I could stack them both on top of each other. Um, the limit is you can't stack any higher than four. But I have to put those two purple coral pieces on before I score the bottom. And the reason for that is it can get tricky if you end up covering up one of your other pieces and then you can't score. But I'm not going to do that here. So then you look at the bottom and it says I score three points for every red and green coral piece that are next to each other. Now when you're scoring these, just know that you can orient the card however you want. So if for instance I had a red coral piece here, then I could actually score that because if I orient it this way, the green and the red still line up. There is a catch though, you can only score one piece of coral one time for each card. So if I have this set up here, I can't score this twice even though technically the pattern matches because I can only score that green piece one time. So if I were to score this, I would get three points. So I'd take three points, put it in front of me, and I hang on to this card. And you just keep taking turns, either taking cards and adding them to your hand, or playing cards and scoring them until either one of the four coral, piece, coral piles runs out, or in rare instances, if the deck runs out, the game ends immediately. 
Uh, if one of the coral piles runs out, you finish out the round. But if the deck runs out, you end the game immediately. So there's that little important rule to kind of keep track of. Um, I also wanted to show you some of the various ways that the cards score. So I pulled out some of these cards from the deck. For instance, this card here scores for every one of your stacks that it has at least three coral pieces in it. That means that it's three high. And you see the symbol there means that it doesn't matter what color is on top. This one scores uh, four points for every three yellow coral pieces that are in that sort of L shape. And then these ones are also very interesting. You pick one, this one specifically, you would pick one green coral piece and then for every red coral piece that's in the neighboring eight spaces, you would score two points for that as well. And that's how you play Reef. I forgot to mention that we have the fish expansion here. This adds little fish to the game. I'll go over really quick how to play that. Uh, just know this doesn't come with the game. This is Ken's copy of the game, and he ordered these from the, from the publisher itself. So you can go to their website and get your own fish. And they add an interesting element to the game. So each player gets two fish. And on your turn, after you place your coral pieces down, or after you take either of the two actions, at the end of your turn, when you take either action, you can take a fish that's not on the board, and you can put it on an edge piece of the board. You can even put it over a coral piece like that. And the benefit to having the fish is if you score, so for instance, if I scored this piece with a fish on top, I'm not just gonna get three points, I'm gonna get an extra point for it. If I happen to have a fish on both of them, I would score two extra points, so I'd get five points for this card. The caveat is once the fish are on the board, at the end of your turn, you can move one of the fish one space, and you cannot stack new coral pieces on top of coral where there's a fish. The fish block you from stacking those any higher. So there's it adds a little bit more strategy to the game and can make it more challenging, but can also make the point payoffs even better. And that's how you play Reef. All right, guys, welcome to the discussion portion of the playthrough, where this time we're going into the ocean depths and not talking about oceans yet, but maybe one day. Um, but we are also, we're going to the bottom of the ocean and discovering the world of Reef. And this is a game Reef. which would you guys consider is an abstract game or closer to being more of an abstract game? Absolutely. I, I think so. I mean, I, mean, I don't know the definition of an abstract game, but it's abstract. See, <laughs> see to me, like, uh, in my opinion, and kind of what I've seen is kind of a general consensus is like an abstract is a game that functions independent of its theme and, and the theme doesn't necessarily come through in like the play of it because this doesn't feel anything like, <laughs> like you're building a coral reef. I don't think that's how any of this like that. It's just this the is, theme that's yeah. put on top of the game. Yeah. And think of I think it looks really pretty, you know. I mean it looks better than a lot of abstracts yeah, for yeah. sure. And so this is one of the games that um so we want you 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 witnessed this one time when we went to Origins and Zach witnessed it too lot this year when we went to Origins is plan B, I swear these guys know how to get either the hot hotness in terms of games or the hype of games up because the first day that opened they literally were causing traffic jams around their booth because people were trying to get the new century spice um game that just came out right the eastern wonders yeah the eastern wonders and then this game was like the number two game that sold out like on the first day of people trying to get it 
was Reef, and I'm like, what is this game? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, I don't want to wait in an hour and a half line to figure that out. Right. But, um, so what are you guys' initial thoughts on this this game? I love it. I mean, the, so the first time I played it, uh, we had... But there's kinda, like no dark... Well, wait, you're not rust. There's no blood or death or anything. I like everything. From cute little bunnies and cute little fish <laughs> right up to big gory demons and Cthulhu monsters. Um, now, this was... We were at... Uh, we were at a store and I had my stepdaughter with me and Russ had his kid and we, we had just played uh, Century Golem Edition, which they should really make the sequel version Did in the Golem art like, because... You guys were having a yeah. night. Yeah, it really was. And um, like we played that and Russ was like, hey, I really want to try this Reef game. Let's check it out. And we played it and it just immediately clicked for me. And... Um, I, I scored the highest score that I've seen on reef that day. Like I did awesome. And I just had a really good time. It just, it's got kind of a weird, I, I'd almost call it like a stunted flow to it where like century, um, You're you can really set up, you can really build your engine and, and you can like plan out for turns and turns ahead with this, the way that you place your, uh, coral pieces first and then you score um you have to like almost be planning in reverse because there's there's i couldn't tell you how many times that i look at a, a thing and i go all right perfect so i've got a thing that'll score on greens and a thing that'll give me greens and a thing that'll score on yellows and a thing that'll give me yellows but for me to score on greens i'm placing yellows on top of the greens and i'm losing that green score like it just has such a unique flow that um, Russ had a really hard time with it that first time we played. It does feel when you're playing it like you spend the whole time in first or second gear. Like a lot of these games, you know, you're like ramping up and then as, yeah. you, as you have your engine going, you know, you really start to take off and you feel like you can combo things really well and you've got like a really good flow going. And this game has a mechanic in it, that whole you take you have to take the color and then you score and you might be covering up your stuff where you're just like Ugh. like okay I'm ready for a big no. yeah no. I I honestly like I mean it's hard it's borderline impossible to deny the engine building element but I don't feel like this is an engine builder it's I would almost say it's closer related to just tile placement game you know you put the things down and you score for it you put things down and you score for it confuses me about this game is you really really like this game but when we did our review of warsaw you didn't like that game and to me they're very similar they're to me they're almost the same game it's you take the thing you put it on your little grid here i mean the grid is a little bit different in warsaw and it doesn't yeah. go up but it kind of does go up in that game and then you score based on the colors and to me that's what these two games essentially are is you place your tiles or in this place your plastic pieces strategically and then you score based on the colors and it's just who can kind of place them the best and yeah so yeah that's fair i guess uh that would be an example of that mechanic done right and that mechanic <laughs> done wrong for me you know i mean like i just and I mean, like I said in the Warsaw review, playing with someone who was colorblind, I think really damaged my opinion of that game straight out of the gate. This, Whereas with this, even if you're colorblind, shape, yeah. there's going to be the different shapes and it's just big and clunky. It looks, it looks deceptively childlike for yeah. such a deep and 
really brain burny. Like this game can really, really stress you out yeah. for how relaxing it looks. Yeah, so, so Ken, I got to ask. So Jared and I, while we were setting up, we were having a discussion on those shaped pieces. Yeah. And he says these yellow ones are like gears. To me, they look like churros. I want, I want to know what. Well, one, one by itself is like a crappy gear, but a stack of them is obviously a churro. All right, so <laughs> and then these guys, these guys, the red ones, the, the red guys are definitely gears. Unless, unless you only have one by like, if you put them next to each other, those are gears. But this is like the red cross See, and or like an iron I see cross. Freaking, I see a freaking pound sign. Whenever I look at them. <laughs> I yeah, that's fair too. I see a pound yeah. sign, like I always saw. Well, I mean, signs, and I'm like, it's it's 2018 now. So what you what you're talking about is a hashtag. <laughs> but yeah, like so. Old phones. So you if you if you go this way, you got your hashtag, and then you turn it just a little bit, and you've got a nice iron cross. <laughs> like, yeah, and then and then obviously like hurricane symbol. I see. I see saw blade when I look at Yeah, I was that. like, that's a ninja star. You know, you throw. Oh, that's the the hurricane symbol on a map. <laughs> you guys one? are crazy. That's a green lump. Yeah. Green lump. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nondescript green lump. Booger, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's the best way but, for me. I'm like, that's just green. That's the green one. That's green. <laughs> Yellow gear, red hashtag, purple hurricane, green. <laughs> but, but to, you know, to bring it back, like these pieces, when I first saw them, like, is this like a, you know, is this like a really, you know, heavier game or is it kind of just more of a kid? Yeah, well, like, I mean, I when, they're deceiving. when Russ busted it out, I was like, cool, at least it's not a choking hazard, I guess. <laughs> like, whatever, man. See, when, I, when I see this game, I kind of look at it and like, I wouldn't, I would really feel bad for a colorblind person playing this game because it's so bright and vivid and it looks so colorful and you don't you know you kind of missing out on that but i love the pieces it's a very bright game it's very you know it pops up it yeah. pops a lot even when it's sitting here on the table i'm like oh man like just looking at it i'm like i kind of want to play this game yeah no, it's I didn't super enjoy it the last time i played it like the colors make me want to play the game <laughs> yeah i i really like it i feel like it um it gives you that or it gives me that perfect like um uh, stress, I guess, where it's like, okay, I have to, if I want to score maximum points, I need to play this card and try not to mess up the way that I'm scoring points on it by placing my two corals. And then I need my next card to try and feed off of that. And it can be so hard to hit those yeah, combos. Especially when you're like, I hope no one takes that. I hope no one Oh, takes yeah. That. Oh, Dude, Kevin, so why did you take that? that? Yeah, and having, so having that, that, uh, that four-card hand limit, that, I mean, that is totally, like, you can go, okay, I can... I like that. I'm going to pick that up. Okay, cool. And then your next turn, you can only do one thing on your turn. So it's like, all right, you're picking up cards and then you hit your forehand limit and immediately you get the thing that goes great with the other three. It comes out and you go, I'm never going to get that. Like it's not only does it have to go, I can't get that. not only does it have to go around the table at least once to get back to me, but I have a handful of four cards now. So it's got to go around the table twice before I can even possibly think of taking that and it would be so good and I could score all the points. But yeah, I, I really like the, the type of stress because so I've, I've played a couple of times now and the first time it just was awesome. It totally clicked with me. 
other times I've been like, um, there, the little bit of randomness to it with the, the market and then not knowing what anyone else is going to get. So you're kind of, I, I felt like I was going, ah, this isn't what I wanted. Like the first time that I played, I felt like everything that I wanted and everything that was available to me was exactly perfect. And, and the other times that I've played, it's a little more stunted and it's like, okay, cool. So it doesn't always just click. Even if you do get the game, if you get the mechanics and stuff. Yeah, I, I, and I kind of like that because it yeah. kind of keeps, you know, just one player from kind of running away with it because no matter what their plan is, it's probably going to get influenced by the other players as they yeah. play along the this, uh, time. Yeah, there's that, that mechanic where you have the four-card hand limit, it's a lot like Ethnos. I don't know if you've played Ethnos. Yeah, I think i played Ethnos so once. In Ethnos, there, there's like a ten-card hand limit, and once you hit that limit, you have to use your next turn to play the cards out of your hand. Like, you don't have yeah. another option. And that's the same thing here. Like, you can be really hoping for that card that synergizes well with your other cards or with your plan, but if you hit four cards and you haven't found that card, like you have to play the next turn and it's just going to throw everything off. Yeah. You have to re-strategize and rethink. And I really like games that force you to do that. Yeah, I, I like it because it tailors both to, like, you know, all of us, we've played a lot of games, but it is also still inviting enough for new players who were like... Oh, yeah, it you know, does, like... That's, you know, that's always kind of the downside of, you know, the big, scary gory graphic like <laughs> especially when you get someone as talented as Russ like painting your miniatures so it looks really terrifying on the board no matter how heavy or light the game is that visually just looks intimidating and it could be the lightest dice chucker in the world compared to this which is a really thinky strategy and this is going to look way more approachable to everyone yeah, and, and that's kind of cool then you can just abuse new people because they think it's going to be easy and it's not and you can just destroy them and win it is is a lot like splendor in that way where pete where you you open it and it's got really easy rules and you're like okay this is a great game to teach new people and then you start getting into it you beat them the first time really bad and then they're like oh i'm seeing the strategy now and then you want to keep coming back and playing it i think it's a great gateway game yeah it's it's definitely a really good one that way yeah. And this is, speaking of Russ, this is one of the few games that we can't go, your copy's going to look different because Russ painted this. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean he could, but, I mean, the the difference... Paint the fish different <clears throat> colors for the players. I don't yeah. know, I like them, though, the, the way they are. Yeah, <laughs> the, the fish makes it different, but I also, when I ordered the fish, I ordered them from... Russ and Zach as well, so like all three of us has them. Uh, I actually haven't played with the fish yet, so I don't know exactly what that experience is like. But I mean, the rules are the rules are pretty minimal, and I can imagine what it would add to it, and it would definitely add some more stress and some more points, which is kind of cool. But it just take away a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, that too. It just looks like a really fun little. Like the perfect little addition, because I don't, I don't see how you would expand on this in any other way. I mean, I guess you could add another color of cor- like or coral and replace the deck and give you other. Yeah, maybe more, more. In, but I mean, that's. I I feel like that's uh, uh, that. You could make you could add another color and then make them five by five or something like that. 
make the boards yeah. five by five. But I, I think I feel like this is this hits the mark. Yeah. Yeah. This hits the mark better than any any yeah, other I option like, I could think I, of. I kind of like it because it's not too overcomplicated too. Because this is yeah. definitely on my list of kind of yeah. intro games to show different people. Right. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't it doesn't add any uh, like difficulty really. I mean, it doesn't add too much to it. Yeah. What? But it it definitely amps up what is already there. Yeah. So. I think I think it's a perfect way to expand on it. So, so Jared, before we go, um, how would you rate the rule book? Because I would actually give the rule book probably like an A, like four. I and love a how half you're never consistent in, in, in your like ratings too. What time you give a number? Now you're doing letters. I would definitely give it. Yeah, like an eight like, out of seven. Like a five five out of seven. Perfect score, five out of seven. Nine <laughs> out of ten. It's, it's a very good rule book. I mean, there's not a lot to the game. It's seriously like two like if you can yeah. imagine this rule book here, that's that just this big. You know? That is the entire rule book for the fish expansion. And if I remember right. The back is just credits. Yep. So you've, you've got a thing where it changes the setup, how to play, and then um, just the changes to, to the actions that it adds. Yeah. And the base game rule That's book it. isn't really much more nah. than that. The base game rule book's like that, but it's like this big instead. Yeah. So, so we're, not, we're not pulling out like a Gloomhaven one that's like <laughs> a novel? The, the Gloomhaven books? Because <laughs> yeah. if I remember right, there's a couple for Gloomhaven. So my typical complaints about rule books are that like they need an index or something. Obviously, this doesn't because it's so short. It's like two pages. You, you can just look at it. But they do a really good job of bold typing the important rules. Yeah. It's really easy to find certain rules. They have a big chunk that's just an example of somebody's turn. Yeah. And so it's it's yeah. good even yeah. if you like don't have a board game background, you're looking up pick pick up a game, this one would be Yeah, absolutely. Kind of yeah. I would never waste my time watching a video on how this is played. Except for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, just did one. go to the rule book. It is but so it, easy to learn. Yeah, you know, the rule book I mean, rare nowadays. realistically, a lot of the time, the, the appeal of a video is, okay, I'm going to spend a half hour looking through this rule book and trying to put it together in my head, and maybe I need to pull out the pieces and walk through it. You could read the rule book and have the rules understood and be able to play this game in the same amount of time it would take you to watch the video that he recorded because it is that simple. You know, it'd be a five-minute video, a five-minute read. It's it's pretty simple, and it's really, really approachable that way. Yeah, but still watch our video. <laughs> yeah, still watch it, definitely. Yeah. Um, so any last thoughts before we go? Um, so my my personal opinion of this game is it's not my favorite game, but that's because this game to me is one of those puzzle games, you know, where it's all sort of a puzzle that you're trying to, you're trying to make the pieces fit in the right order at the right time. And to me, those games all kind of feel the same. Like I don't see a lot of difference between this game and Warsaw and any other real like tile placement game like that, like Carcassonne or something. So for that reason, it's not a game that I would, I jump at playing. I like games that have a deep theme, really immersive theme, and this obviously doesn't. I mean, it's kind of a pasted-on theme. You could do this with lots of other things. Um, but it what is, if it was in space? Would that make you feel any better? <laughs> I mean, you could do that. could be pieces of a space station. Oh, yeah. I mean, together, and they, they score based on how you know, well they synergize. Or they, they Actually, could, that is a game. Among the Stars basically <laughs> is a game. So, 
<laughs> yeah, it, it could be it could be like a city building where it's like these are office and this is residential and you're building high rises. I mean, you really could yeah. do just about <laughs> anything, just with anything with this. With this theme. And for for that reason alone, it's not something that I jump at doing. I really like games with deeper themes. But as far as mechanically and if if you like that type of game, I would highly recommend this game. If you're like me and you don't like that kind of type of game, I wouldn't recommend it. But it's a very solid game. Like I said, I love the colors. I love how much it pops, and it's very simple. It's a great gateway yeah. game. Yeah, even if you don't love this type of game, it's not one that you would say to avoid either. No, it's like not. It's, we're not, we're not it's, like, not it's, it's, it's one not that it's like, like, hey, if you're not sure about them, definitely this is one to give it a try. You know, like it's a good game. It is a good game. Yeah. It does what it's supposed to do very well. Yep. It's just not my cup of tea. Mm. Can anything else now? Not really. I feel like I've covered it. I really you put blood on these coral tiles or anything. Um, I mean, Wait, this is the <laughs> maybe blood. maybe get a slingshot because they're pretty <laughs> substantial <laughs> little things. You could do some damage, <laughs> but <laughs> like they were hurt. So we want to hear what you guys think of Reef, or if you have any questions about it, leave it in the comments below, or shoot us an email. That's uh, the playthrough at ktdata.net or facebook.com forward slash the playthrough. One thing I want to mention to all of you guys at home, too, most Fridays, it's been a little off because of the holidays, but most Fridays we're streaming our um, game playthroughs at twitch.tv forward slash ktdata around 6, 7 p.m.-ish mountain time, um, where you can come hang out with us, talk about it, and who knows, you might get a preview on what the next week's episode is going to be. And subscribe to our Facebook page because we'll be posting there where we when we're streaming yep um so guys thank you so much jared again thank you so much for doing the rules segment guys go watch the rules video just be tell me just just be (laughs) 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 we'll watch the rules segment and then like if you don't have the game that's a per like i mean it's a five minute and you will know how to play like it really it's it's so short i mean if you if you are if you own the game and you're wanting to learn you can open the book and you'll you'll know just as fast. But if you're not sure if you want to buy it, definitely check out the rule the the rules video. It's yeah. you know five minutes and it's five minutes well spent. Yeah, or, or pick it apart and find out where Jared's going wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can, um, yeah. guys. We will see you guys next time on the playthrough.